0: Welcome to the Tippy Tappi Sports Cricket World Cup podcast. This is episode number seven. And joining me in the booth today is Andrew, AJ Johnson and Nikos Maka, McWinfrey Smythe Andronikos. <laughs> welcome AJ, welcome Nikos, welcome to the semifinals.
1: Yeah, we are, we're through, we're through.
0: We are, we are through. Now, before we start talking about uh, the Australia-England game... Um, I've had some listener feedback, uh, since, our since our last, uh, podcast, um, our, and I'm just getting the comment up. Uh, it really goes, here we, go. here we go. No, it's actually great. It's some of the best feedback. I think, um, I think we've ever had here at Tippy Tappy Sports and the comment says, I like AJ better than you. He's kinder, more rounded in his opinions. He's nice. I like him. I want him to read me a story (laughs) (laughs) to which I responded, what kind of story? A porno. (laughs) And the response was, yep, I've still got a few good books in my collection. (laughs) (laughs) So AJ, stop getting, you know, uh, your fiance to send messages to the tippy tappy sports email address. It's not cool, <laughs> okay? But one way or another, uh, I embrace your rounded opinion.
2: Rounded is just another word for a soft cock, isn't it? No. It's just another word for like, oh, everyone, everyone's right in their own way. Like, let's be diplomatic. You know, let's be honest.
1: I mean, whoever
2: wrote that comment has
1: problems. <laughs> well, look, Nikos, that's just your opinion. Another way of looking at it.
2: AJ, You know, whenever I've got a role that requires an agreeable person that that gets put through the ringer, it's got Andrew Johnson written all over it.
0: (laughs) I mean, the the agreeable person who's put through the ringer uh, is a role that is really sort of tailor-made for most of the England team, I think.
1: Oh, segue. Yes, indeed. Are are they agreeable? Are they agreeable, you reckon? They're all kind of agreeable. Bear looks like an angry science teacher who you like, suspect might have killed someone and hidden them in his fucking attic or something. James Vince looks agreeable. Individually, they're. He they're looks hapless. There,
2: there are players who are individually not agreeable, but the, the culture of English cricket as a whole
1: is, is too agreeable, and that's their problem. Is Ben Stokes an agreeable character, you reckon, out and about on a Friday yeah, he, night?
0: He'd punch you in the head agreeably. <laughs> yeah. He is, he is good like that. Um, let's talk about the game. Uh, everyone knows the result. Uh, not surprisingly, uh, two of the three people talking right now uh, predicted the incorrect result. And I think it was only AJ, Mr Rounded Opinions, uh, who, who predicted an Australian victory. So, uh, AJ?
2: Well done, AJ. You're a few runs off, though. You said 40 yeah. runs, and it was closer to
1: like 70 runs. Sixty-four, um, Mr. Accurate Opinions. I think I should be called. But um, I, it? speaking of um, feedback from people, uh, our man in Shell Harbour, Clo Chamberlain, who started listening to the podcast recently since I got involved. Um, he, I sent you his prediction before the game, didn't I? Yeah. Of what would happen, now, he was incredibly accurate. He was very close,
0: except. Was that
1: uh, a- is there a quite long, um, kind of
2: blow by blow. Um, you know, Mitchell Stark will bowl a no ball on the. You know,
1: no. is he? Is your friend? Is Bo Chamberlain in a spot fixer? Come on. <laughs> he uh, he is mates with Adam Zampa, so he might know something. But um, the he predicted that Vince would get bowled for nothing. Tick. Oh, right that happened, and then yeah. he predicted that Australia would would win by sixty five, and they won by sixty four. Epic!
2: Well
1: done. Yeah, yeah, he did That's good. job. So shout outs to shout outs to our man in Shell Harbour.
0: Yeah. Um, well, speaking of shout outs, uh, our man in the Pyrenees uh, also sent me a shout out, um, saying, uh, "Just so you know, I haven't had a shower for a week, so I'm going to Paris." Um, so Aaron Timms has taken himself uh, from the Pyrenees. He's left the uh, commune uh, and is currently in Paris, where, from what I've seen on uh, social media, he's just posting a lot of um, uh, bum and tit jokes uh, based on signs in Paris. I can only assume that he's had a shower um, uh, already. Yeah.
2: Paris is very anatomical, isn't it?
0: It's very kind of everyone's got,
2: got some kind of disease and, and they're, you know, it's all very kind of um, death on credit kind of.
1: Uh, it's very visceral.
2: Gross, gross people like <laughs> growths
1: on your body. You don't know where they're from, and
2: you
1: know. Yeah, it smells. Smells of piss. Everything stinks of piss everywhere. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's such elegant piss. That's right. So romantic. So <laughs> elegant. Um, no one pisses like the French. Let me tell you.
2: I always think what? of uh, History of the World, Part One, in the in the, uh, in the verse, scene at Versailles and. Uh, there's the piss boy, you know, with his piss bucket, and everyone pisses, and they all piss on him
1: instead. <laughs> well, that's yeah. Everyone else, everyone else in the world pisses into a toilet. The French just piss anywhere.
0: Yeah, it's a shame there's no French cricket World Cup. <laughs> anyway, the game, Nikos, go.
2: Um, I think what we've seen is that uh, it's all very well to play one-off um, game matches one one as or or like lame bilateral series that no one cares about and go out and tonk it everywhere because there's nothing at stake, really. And the minute something's at stake, you know, uh, now we'll see what they're actually made of. And so far, they're not made of particularly stern stuff and they're all holding out and uh, they're actually not, like the power-hitting renaissance hasn't happened and old-school one-day
1: strategy is prevailing. So, sucked in. <laughs> yeah, obviously we're talking about England. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think the, also the conditions probably played a lot into Australia's strategic hand. They, England did not bat to the conditions. No, they didn't. They didn't. Uh, that's the thing. Australia and batted they, the way that they would probably always bat. And,
2: and they the didn't conditions
1: suited them. that. England did not bowl to the conditions either. No, they looked so potent. They looked like they could have taken so many wickets if they pitched the ball up a little bit. But they just didn't. Yeah. Just kept bowling short. Yeah.
0: But that sucked in. But that point about England, you know, the bowling attack looking potent if only it had pitched up is a bit like saying, well, I could play for Australia if only I had some talent and trained a bit harder. Because the reality is they didn't pitch up. It's not as though you need to be a genius to work out, oh, maybe I'm bowling a bit short. I'm not taking any wickets. Uh, Australia is currently none for 100 or whatever it was. Uh, Maybe I should try something different. So to Nikos's point, I mean, this is where a team is found wanting. It's not as though in their pre-team meeting or, you know, their their, um, pre-tournament camp, they didn't canvas the idea of at some point, guys, we might have to pitch it up a bit more. (laughs) We can't keep bowling uh, just short of a length.
1: I don't understand international cricket. They all do it. Like, it's yeah. consistent. Every fucking team, all they talked about at the start of the tournament was using the bouncer. Like, yes. like the, the use of the short ball. I was like, fuck it. Just bowl at the stump. <laughs> but the bouncer you, you a... actually might take some wickets. On
2: those flatter wickets that were less beaten up or whatever early on, like the bouncer was, was working. And there were a few games there where the, and thanks to that, the West Indies couple of performances from them, the bouncer did seem to be the, the weapon of choice, but you've got to adapt the problem is with England's identity as a team right now, it's actually not very adaptable. It's one note and that note doesn't always work. So if, it, if, the, if, if England keeps having overcast days and, uh, and there's a bit of green on some of these wickets, they're, they're going to struggle. But maybe if things dry out and um,
0: they can be the flat trackers, then they, they still could win the tournament, you know. It is amazing that that people are genuinely talking about England of all teams being flat-track bullies. Yeah. I mean, that is something which is peculiar to this, to this World Cup. Um, but I think the, the other thing that, well, at least from, from Australia's point of view, and we'll come to the bowling in a second, um, I do want to get your thoughts on where what, what is wrong with Usman Khawaja. Should he be batting at three?
1: Nothing's wrong with Wisman Kawaja. Yeah, he can bat at three. Everything's fine. That's my opinion. <laughs> you don't think Smith should go to three? No. Nah, no need. Smith's actually such an asset at four if something goes wrong. I know that sounds um, like you're kind of hoping for something to go wrong almost, or like planning for the worst. But um, I think you when the stakes away. are high, you have to.
2: Like when, If you look at it now, um, with the openers doing such a good job of setting setting the platform you've essentially got four players who can all hold the fort and then you've got the middle order and then middle to lower order who can all fly it um a bit later and it's actually working out really well it's actually working so yeah. k- even though, you know kawaja hasn't like uh, had any like real stand? Oh, he had one pretty good knock, but like he, it's not like he's been super consistent. He only hit twenty three last night. But if Warner or Finch failed, he 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 could step in and do that job, and that I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Um... He
1: he also he also got the one ball that got pitched up. Yeah. Yeah, but Ka- pretty much the entire yeah. England bowling innings.
2: Kuhad is the guy that always gets the peach. You know, <laughs> yeah. now you got to start to wonder: is it the peach or is it him?
1: Oh, it was a shit shot. It was a rubbish yeah. shot.
0: Yeah, his yeah. feet were just completely yeah. leaden, nowhere. Yeah, uh, rooted to the crease. Um, well, that's but a bit a bit further down the order. Once again, there was another performance from Glenn Maxwell where he scores, you know, twenty three runs off two deliveries, uh, and then gets out playing a playing a silly shot. And then Stoinis yeah. comes in and just kind of looks, I mean, he has taken over the, man, uh, Marcus Stoinis has taken over the mantle of the silly quizzical face uh, because yeah. he, he always has that expression where he just looks a bit, well, quizzical uh, and confused as to what exactly is going on. So is is Stoinus really the uh, weakest link? He's the third Marsh brother for sure. I mean, I'm going to start calling him Mitchy Stoinus
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: He um I think look, to be fair, that wasn't his fault that run out. That was that was all on like Smith had every opportunity yeah. to say no much, much, much earlier than when Stoyness was already halfway down the pitch charging at the other end.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: it Smith was watching the fielder and the ball the entire time and then he calls no at the last possible second. Just say no. Um, just say no, say no, say he probably he probably said to Stoyness on the way, look for two. There and so Stoinis turns going a hundred miles an hour back, and then he goes,
0: nah
1: Maxwell goes
2: like you know Sammy's and and whatever you still want him there at that spot in the in the lineup because he could suddenly hit eighty off thirty, you know he could Stoinis is so out of form, but he must be um. He must be like good in the room, good in the sheds, yeah. you know.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: and he's he's the all rounder that gives them the balance in the team and whatever. And he he was the, I mean there's, he was he's the most recent one day player of the year. Um, True. It's awesome. Also
1: though, I think if he doesn't run himself out there, he's probably playing the perfect innings in that situation. Like that innings kind of proved that everyone who went out and tried to hit got out, and everyone who. Tried to play the ball around and work yeah. themselves into it. Played yeah. well, and if he doesn't get run out, he could go on to build a big innings. Like he just started to look good. He hit one through cover, which was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And then suddenly, you know, he gets run out, which is just unlucky. I think
2: there were ten overs left when he got out, basically. Mm-hmm. So that, I think they were already feeling pretty good about where they were at because the pitch was a bit of a of a tricky one, and the the top order did such a good job that. uh Maybe they weren't. Maybe I mean, what kind of total do you think they had in mind by the time Maxwell and Stoinis
0: went in? I, I reckon over three hundred for sure. I mean, given yeah. that given that start.
2: Wow. Well, yeah, I guess, but like that—that that wasn't the easiest wicket to
1: bat on. So they were. I don't know. Yeah, who knows I, what the strats were based on? Based on Smith's reaction when he got out, I reckon he was. They wanted to wait another couple of overs and just. To keep knocking it around And then go absolutely
0: gung-ho the last five or six Yeah, yeah. Well that's the batting Let's let's turn to the bowling uh, Clearly the, the selectors got it right in. And, and, and again AJ I think you picked it By saying that they had to bring in Nathan Lyon But uh, we didn't talk about Jason Verendorf uh, at all In fact I don't think he's gotten a look In this entire podcast series uh, So Not on the radar You know I mean he is like The Australian cricket version of Tim Robbins, um, where yeah. where's he been hiding all this time? Uh, where's Jason Berendorf been hiding?
1: Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, he's, he's one of the guys Justin Langer would let marry his daughters, you know? He's a, <laughs> isn't he? A, he's a Scorchers, um, um, West Australian uh, kind of high achiever. Um, one of those, he's like the kind of Michael Klinger, like, why didn't he ever get a go kind of excellent
1: yeah. bowler. And now he's, he has, quote, unquote, taken his opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Well, they've been consistently good in that T20 comp, right, the, the yeah. Scorchers. Uh, you'd have to say that he's probably had something to do with that. Yeah. Um, the bowlers usually do. So.
2: And um, in tandem with Mitchie Stark, that was killer. That was great. Oh. Yeah, Mitchie Stark, he's, who would have thought it? Like, he was dead and buried, wasn't he? It, well, I wouldn't say he was dead and buried. Oh, I mean, he bowled very poorly last in this most recent Australian summer. Until until the kind of um, free shot against Sri Lanka in at Manuka Oval, he he'd done nothing all
1: all summer.
0: I think that's harsh. I think it's a bit harsh on Mitchy Stark. Uh,
1: I think he'd done less than we've expected of him.
0: Yeah, but um, now he's kind of
1: back up to the the level that that we kind of hope for. 2015.
2: He's a world beater. I mean, he you know, if he yeah. keeps bowling like this, he'll he'll get player of the series
0: again. Yeah, what he's topping the tables in terms of um wickets taken. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um question,
2: no. do you think England has um lost its nerve like in terms of their batting performance? Like we bowled very well, but do you reckon they've lost their nerve? Do you reckon they do you reckon they're going to keep losing? I hope so. <laughs> i obviously hope so i hope they die in a fire i mean you know uh but like in terms of like what you actually
0: think i think um i don't think they have really um i mean two two defeats doesn't mean that the uh entire work that you've done over the last four years kind of goes out the window um three
2: three, three defeats
0: sorry three defeats um it does put a lot of pressure on them though and to your earlier point nikos um the next two games really do mean something for uh england and you know given given uh their their history not just uh in in a, a major cricket tournament but any kind of major sporting event uh, you wouldn't expect them to uh get through to the to the semis and i i think it's i mean no one would um Argue against Pakistan or Bangladesh or uh, Sri Lanka making the semis uh, over any over any one of those top four teams.
2: But I mean, Sri Lanka in the semis—they're always in
1: the semis. It'll be one of the first years they don't make it if they don't. But I
2: mean, they have been—I mean, they have been so but, so bad. It's it's
1: hilarious that now, that there's a possibility that, that it's hilarious. That would be the ultimate insult. Going back to England, like, I don't think they're that good. Like, they're, they're, no. they're performing exactly as I would have expected them to I perform. Know. Like, I, we've no, watched no. all of those guys play T20 cricket in Australia yeah. and fail regularly, like yeah. constantly. The other side of it is that probably Morgan and Root are better one-day cricketers than they are T20 cricketers, in my opinion. But. They're kind of they're surrounded by all these incredibly inconsistent big hitters who just aren't. You can't be relied upon to consistently perform and win games. So I so I, I think it's as expected. Like they're either going to flog teams or get flogged. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, Butler hasn't really fired,
1: and but, Butler's been doing it for years.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: What do you reckon
0: they're like?
1: What do you reckon they're
2: like? Like sitting around in the sheds or? Whatever at the nets or
1: like, what what would it? What is the English team? What are they like? Apparently, they don't have team meetings. They don't believe in team meetings. So any they conversations just... they have about cricket are just um...
0: via Slack. <laughs> <laughs> They're all on Confluence, just just you know exchanging ideas and kind of thought pieces about cricket. <laughs>
2: That is gold. That is gold. I'd love to be on that Slack channel, just posting, posting memes, just yeah. just yeah. At people. Uh, join this thread, you know. Um, yeah. That's, that's wow. Well, that's that's a bit. I mean, maybe that's served them well. Um, but it's yeah. You wonder, like, what's the spirit of the team? Who's like the who's the core of the team? Is the core that is. A- is the core of the- is the core of the team Root Morgan kind of thing? Or is the core of the team Bearstow,
0: Stokes, Butler?
2: You know what I mean? Like, what's the heart of the team?
0: I think it would to key be to the <laughs> Sorry.
1: Um, AJ, <clears throat> uh, Well, I just think the key to the team is their, like, the attitude of their bowlers. Like, they're the guys that seem to put in the most wokes and, and, um, and wood and that. Like, they're the ones that seem to have the most personality about them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the other guys i just don't they're so disparate the yeah, whole team's so disparate
2: that's why i'm asking yeah i'm trying yeah. to work out what
1: the what the atmosphere the general vibe of the team is they strike me as a bunch of private school boys who will get on each other's back if they're going well and shit on each other if they're not so um,
2: basically like just your typical bloke
0: <laughs> typical <laughs> professional sportsman
1: Basically, our group of friends. Basically, <laughs> then, uh, you two. <laughs> I didn't I mean, go to a private school. Oh, uh, come on.
2: Look, I, I just feel like somehow the Australian team has seems to have managed to get its chemistry working, and like, which is – I mean, you talk about um, how amazingly well Matt Wade is batting in, in the Australia A tour and how well he batted all season. They're just not going to put him in. Oh, definitely not now, but like, on in, in terms of stats and performance, he deserves to be in the team. But they've decided that the chemistry is important, and there's just something chemically working there now, don't you reckon? Well, thanks to Finchy, thanks to Finchy's captaincy.
1: Seems that way. They get on well. Um, they're all having a good chat. Yeah, it's it, Lord's is a good uh, chance to look at how team chemistry goes. Because they
0: all sit out on that balcony, right? Um, and like that's It's quite a small balcony, though. It seems like they can only fit sort of <laughs> f- f- five people there. And you got Justin Langer and Ricky Ponting holding court on that on that right hand side. Um, yeah, but yes, now, I, I take your point. Think
2: about. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Demo. But we, like when we interviewed them last summer, you know, is it because I feel like Finchy used to live with uh, Glenn Maxwell? That's right, right. And uh and Warner and Finch are obviously very um close as this opening pair. Yeah. Warner used to, Warner grew up with Usman Kawaja like from from yeah. juniors all, all the way through. Yeah. Uh and you've got this Western Australian um bromance kind of going on as well. And then um you've got the like the quick bowling cartel, the Stark and Cummins kind of team. I, and somehow, it's, somehow, I don't know, where, when Smith was captain, you didn't, we didn't hear any of the players be like, oh, I remember like Steve Smith when I lived with him, you know, he'd bloody eat beetroot in the shower. It was hilarious. Like no one told any stories about Smith. I don't think Smith <laughs> was it. I think it's what I'm saying is Smith was not actually a talisman, a talisman in terms of being a captain.
1: You no, know? he's ter- He's terrifying. Yeah. Like he's the most, one of the most anxious people you've ever seen right? Yeah. On, the, on the cricket field. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it would be very hard to be close to him because all he's doing is ticking over cricket the whole right. time. Right, There's right. no like, actual human. Like, he's, he's genuinely a cricket robot with a lot of ticks. He's yeah. a cyborg, yeah. So that, like, I,
2: I, in terms of leading the team, that's not – how do you generate chemistry from, from that core? It's diff, I, I feel that it's actually difficult. Whereas yeah, I agree.
1: Think we've got it right. Yeah, I think Smith's probably, like, was a good tactician maybe as a captain or maybe not that good since he decided that sandpaper was a good option. Um, mm. But um, I think he was, like, a, probably a good, you know, field setting because all he's doing is thinking cricket, cricket, cricket. But, mm. yeah, I don't, I don't think he has the leadership that Finch has. I think you're right.
0: Mm. Finch is
1: much more rounded. And you haven't even mentioned the GOAT. I mean, no. right. he, he's still there. He's, he's, he, he's glue. He yeah. held everyone together. Twelfth man, thirteenth
0: man, whatever. Yeah, however many men you need, the goat's there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the, I suppose the when you think back to uh, the great characters of Australian cricket, I mean, Aaron Finch does sort of strike me as a modern version of David Boone in that he's, sure. he's like he's little, he's stocky, uh, he sc- he scores a ton of runs, and he just kind of has that look where he waddles around the field but, but he does yeah. it in this in this modern way where even though he looks like he's waddling, he's kind of doing it quickly uh, and he's yeah. thrashing the ball everywhere and he's kind of keeping everyone motivated in a way that obviously David Boone never could, I mean, unless he was obviously drinking beer. Um <laughs> And I think it does sort of, you know, speak to the fact that in some respects Australia needs that kind of personality rather than a uh, like a Steve Smith slash Rafa Nadal yeah. kind of figure who's neurotic and nervous uh, and just you know can only live and breathe cricket.
1: Yeah, yeah, he needs to get on the Combantron, <laughs> Steve Smith. Fucking hell.
2: Yeah, like that's testament to uh, JL um, standing by Finch as he failed. Time and time again, through that um, Indian, <laughs> yeah, saying, "Ah, no, Finchie, you'll come good. You'll come good." <laughs> nah, these
0: are your brothers, mate. Your mates, <laughs> they're mates. Stick with him. You laugh at that, but he's he's right. <laughs> yeah,
2: you want to go out with your mates. You want to go out in the. You know, you don't want to go out in the field with a bunch of blokes you don't like. What's no. the, what's the point?
0: Well, that word is, is our colleagues, right? They're, they're the people you work with.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and have you noticed, have you seen much of New Zealand? They, they look like they're having the best time in the world.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh. Like they look like the same kind of setup. Everyone, they, they're just sort of smiling. Kane Williamson is like, comes out, the, gives the speech um, when they come out the field, and he's just like having a good laugh, like, just enjoy it, boys, let's go. And um, I think that that's why they're doing well as well. Yeah, under pressure, you know, if you feel like you've got each other's backs, you can just, you know, I think they can all play with a bit more freedom.
2: AJ, I am. Um, I'm reminded of a long convo we had a while back about um, how important um, teamwork and the, the concept of the, the group dynamic is in cricket as opposed to cricket um, being seen as just a, a game of 11 individuals. And um, I I remember. Kind of harping on about how important I thought the team dynamic was, just based on what people like Justin Langer have gone on about in interviews and stuff. And uh, I remember you and Andre were more like, well, at the end of the day, it's individual performance and it's, you know, but like, don't you think, what I'm saying is, I was right at the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what you're trying to say. What you're trying to say is, I told you so. Um, well, What's you yeah, your but, position on that? Obviously, you're right. Like obviously, and I think I definitely conceded that at the time there is, there is some merit in that. But still, if the batsmen at the top of the order were not succeeding, like if you two openers, like they're, they're, they're performing incredibly well. So that puts everyone at ease as well. So like the, the fact that you've got individual performances that are uh, exceptional within your team means everyone can relax and just get along because there's no-one to criticise, there's no-one to, to worry right. about or, or, or it's, it's, stress it's chi- about.
2: It's chicken and egg because um, you may yeah. foster brilliant individual performances by making them understand really well their place in the team and understand yes. how it's,
1: you know? So, Well, I mean, on the other hand, New South Wales just won State of Origin after making seven changes and dropping people at the drop of a hat, so...
2: Dude, whenever New What's South Wales win
1: the Origin, whenever, whenever
2: the Blues win the Origin, it's not because they suddenly worked out how to play like a team. Ever. New South Wales, <laughs> New South Wales will never play like a true organic team because people in New South Wales hate each other and are mm-hmm. looking out for themselves.
0: And for more on uh, Nick thoughts oh, on State of Origin. <laughs> <we> can...
2: <laughs> no, but I mean, we're talking about... it's It's relevant because we're talking about culture. We're talking about the culture. I mean... The reason Queensland generally wins is because up there they all actually do feel like they're all on the same side. I mean, people in Sydney don't feel like they're on the same side with anyone. No, that's true.
1: Um, okay, speaking of which, um, I've got to go look out for number one and oh. um, get out of here. But um, you going to go and do a week? No, that's doing number ones. i
0: oh, look it?
1: after a- number one, which is me.
0: Well, just before you go, well, just before you go, AJ, give us your prediction for whether England will make the semis or not. No, England will not make the semis. Huge. That's my prediction. Who's
1: going to take that fourth spot? I don't know. Um, but I think, having just had a look at it, Pakistan, as far behind as they look on points, seem most likely. I agree. I'm Sri, Sri Lanka, gonna... though, Sri Lanka have a good draw too. It's oh, There's just too many ways it can go for England to... Like, one of those three teams will make it. Dude,
2: Sri Lanka have nowhere near as good a draw. It's like, Sri Lanka might beat um, South Africa, might yeah. not. They'll, the West Indies might decide they're going to um, play the last two games and go, go nuts and smash them, and then they play India last. So Sri Lanka ain't going to make it, in, I don't reckon. I don't
1: know, West Pakistan- Indies isn't that kind of team to me. West Indies are that kind of team. Once they're done, they're done. Yeah.
2: If Pakistan beat New Zealand tonight
1: and New Zealand are due for a loss...
2: Pakistan will go through.
1: Well, it's in, it's in Birmingham too, right? Yeah, right. I and mean, they'll have... Uh, Home game. Support. Four yeah. Lions. They'll be there. All right. Well, there you go. That's, uh, let's Pakistan to beat New Zealand.
0: Uh, Nikos, let's, let's wrap this up. And why don't you just, just confirm what your predictions are for yeah. whether England will make it uh, and who that fourth team will be.
2: I think, I think England will lose uh, to India. That's their next match. So they've got to bounce back from what's just happened yep. Sunday and, and play India. Um, and India are about to play the Windies and will probably beat them. So India is just on a roll. India have, haven't broken a sweat yet. I th- so I think England will lose to them. And then I think it'll, um, it might come down to whether England can um, pull it together to beat New Zealand. Yeah. And uh, well, I don't know. I actually haven't watched New Zealand play. Um, I think you guys have, but um, that I reckon that might be the nail-biting finish. Can England beat New Zealand, and then can Pakistan beat Bangladesh at the end? Yeah, I going to agree with AJ. I think I think England out. I don't think they can um, recover from what's happened.
0: <sighs> well, it's all over for England, apparently. What do you reckon? I don't think it's all over for England. Uh, I mean, Australia will uh, play New Zealand on Saturday, and I mean they have that comfort of knowing that they've already qualified for the for the semi. So uh, they'll probably make a couple of changes for the team to play New Zealand anyway. Um, I just think that England probably has a little too much class, like across all of the players. That I mean, they won't let this opportunity slip I mean if they can't because if because if they don't make the semis where they've come in you know with such form and with such favoritism it will probably put cricket back in the UK by about a hundred years
2: and it's already gone back by about 50 years that they'll be they'll be playing eight ball overs and uh unlimited unlimited (laughs) (laughs) What what do they do
0: the unlimited test.
2: Infinite test, yeah. yeah. That's what they'll be. they'll be playing. They'll all grow huge moustaches and kind of play with those <laughs> funny right. bats that look like weird things from a
0: Michael Looney cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, which I guess in some respects is, is probably appropriate, given that, like, the UK is about to, you know, pull out of the uh, EU. That's yeah. how they should be playing cricket. Should be.
2: It's almost like you know, a quick game of kind of retro cricket, and then go out and slaughter some Zulus. You know that <laughs> exactly. exactly. That's, that's where cricket's going back to. Cricket's if cricket's coming home, aka um, you know behind enemy lines in the Zulu War. You know.
0: Yeah, you know, it's all about Rourke's drift, uh, uh, and we can and we can save our Michael Caine impersonations for the next episode. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I was just going to say, like from a tournament point of view you do hope England goes through because like it's funnier to lead the english crowd on for a bit longer before like gutting them a bit later like yeah
0: um
2: yeah. but having been around obnoxious english sports fans to bundle them out in the in the round robin um would be great just good material for a few years and i would appreciate that so
0: you know well fun. Fuck him, you know, out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, put it this way. Would you, would you rather would have England you rather. Go, go through to the semis and, and maybe even win the whole thing but have Australia win the Ashes or would you rather England kind of just get bundled out now but then they go on and win the Ashes? Mm. Which is more important? Well, yeah,
2: um, I, The thing is, if, if England pulls itself out of the f- flames now and goes on to win this this tournament, they will be cock a hoop for the Ashes, man. That they will be absolutely so jazzed. And it'd be, it'll depend how you know Australia can pick itself up and change of personnel and whatever. But yeah. do, do, I kind of feel like if either Australia or England win this um win this one day. Uh, Pump, that they, they will then go on and win the Ashes as well. Oh, okay. okay. I, okay. I reckon we're looking at a double. Yeah.
0: Well, because like
2: well, just the morale of it, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well.
2: I tell you what's fuck. gonna. India will roll through and win this,
0: and we'll all be like, oh. Oh, it's like, oh, that was that was predictable. That was obvious. Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
2: How, how great Virat Kohli. Ah. Uh,
0: Thanks. Thanks, Virat. Thanks. Um, Yeah. See you then. (laughs) You've
2: got pimple, pimple, pimple. What's the one? What's the app? Uh, I don't know. I forget. Oh, you've got to look it up. Virat Kohli's latest um, pimple cream ad.
0: It's it's awesome. Okay. I'll do that. I'll do that now. And we'll pick this up again in a couple of days.